Welcome to the Calvary Podcast, a ministry of Calvary Episcopal Church recorded live in Memphis. The Calvary Podcast is weekly sermons, but also conversations, reflections, and provocations about the mystery of God and what it means to be human in the world in need of repair. Liz knew what it felt like to be abandoned. Her mother struggled with all sorts of problems, and her home became an impossible place to live. So Liz moved in with her grandmother here in Memphis. But her grandmother was blind and ailing with diabetes and strokes, and spent more and more time in the hospital. Liz would stay with other families when her grandmother could not take care of her. Gradually, the home of Leanne One of her friends from church became her mainstay. Leanne's mother, Virginia, became a second mother to Liz. She welcomed her into her home and into her family. But when Virginia tried to hug her, Liz would shy away. Liz was worried that she was setting herself up to get hurt, that Virginia and Leanne were just being good Christians and didn't really love her, that their interest in her was temporary and would fade. Liz was afraid of her own yearning for a mother. She had never had a lot of affection, and although she craved it, she couldn't count on getting it. So she dealt with this tension and her fear by not letting herself get too close. In her gospel passage from John, Jesus sees a similar fear on the horizon for his disciples. He has just finished his last supper with them. He foretells his death by telling them, little children, I am only with you a little longer. Can you imagine what's going through their minds? Where is Jesus going? If it is to die, then what is the meaning of these last three years? We uprooted our lives and gave everything to him. Was all that he taught us and shared with us real? Can we still trust him? we ever trust him? If we are indeed Jesus' little children, are we now orphans? To be orphaned is like being a high-wire artist without a net. It is to be without guidance, without support, without parents. It is to be abandoned. Mother Teresa knew what it felt like to be abandoned. Due to the political situation in Albania, She and her mother were unable to communicate for 11 years. Years after her death and canonization as a saint, Mother Teresa's private journals and letters revealed she spent much of her life feeling the devastating absence of God. She wrote of this paradox in her soul. To be in love, and yet not to love. To live by faith, and yet not to believe. To spend myself and yet be in total darkness. Mother Teresa, who did much to alleviate hunger in our world, said that perhaps the greatest hunger and the most terrible anguish was not physical poverty or deprivation. It was the anguish of not being wanted, being forgotten or rejected, of having no one. Jesus knew that is the way his disciples, now his friends, would feel after his death. He reassures them that he will come back to them. 
He also tells them that he will arrange with the Father to send them another advocate, the Holy Spirit, who will be with them forever. He pledges that he and the Holy Spirit will be an abiding presence within them and within us always. Jesus concludes his promises and reassurances by telling them that he will love them and he will reveal himself to them. The love he gives is not temporary, nor is it transactional. Linda Lee Clater suggests that the Greek words usually translated in you can also be translated among you. She says the life and love of Jesus and the Spirit within us is an active presence in more of a communal context. She writes, might that reduce our anxiety about whether we are really right with God? Might it, in fact, lead us to dwell less on our own individual worthiness and focus our energy rather on an active life of faithful service? That was the path Mother Teresa took. She got up each day to bring relief and hope to the poor, the lepers, and the orphans. She wrote of the times when she could not pray. If Jesus is in my heart, let him pray. Let me allow him to pray in me. Since I cannot speak, he will speak. Since I cannot pray, he will pray. That's why often we should say, Jesus in my heart, I believe in your faithful love for me. Even in the midst of her doubts, in her dark nights of the soul, Mother Teresa found ways to accept the embrace of Jesus as she lovingly gave his embrace to others. In a few moments, we'll baptize a handsome little boy, Henry Rowlett Nelson. Immediately after he's baptized, Scott will say, Henry Rowlett, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Forever. Jesus will never abandon him. He will not leave Henry orphaned, nor will we, his parents, his godparents, and we, his church community, as we promise our support and our love to him. Jesus and we will always embrace him as we teach him to love and embrace others. Liz, the woman I spoke about earlier, eventually accepted and returned the hugs of her second mother, Virginia. Years later, Virginia's daughter and Liz's friend Leanne married Sean Tui. Their story of adopting Michael Orr from Hurt Village here in Memphis was depicted in the movie The Blind Side. One day, Michael was talking with Liz and wondered aloud why the Tui family took him in and whether Leanne's affection for him was real. Liz just shrugged and told him, happened the same way with me and her mom 30 plus years ago. Liz not only found that Virginia's love was real, she found a way to pass it on. Liz became a teacher and coach in Memphis public schools. Celeste was a seventh grader on one of Liz's teams and the daughter of a single mother from a housing project. One night, Celeste's mom was involved in a shooting in her building, an altercation. Celeste's mom was convicted and later died from an asthma attack in prison. Celeste became an orphan at age 13. Celeste remembered her mom. When she left physically, she was still with me spiritually. It's still hard. 
Liz took Celeste into her home, at first temporarily, but later permanently. Celeste went on to Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, and helped her team win championships in basketball. But more importantly, Celeste earned a master's in education and came back home to Memphis to teach and coach basketball at White Station High School. She is the mother of three, daughter Jayla, and her twins, Layla and LeBron. Liz is proud of all of them and claims them as her grandchildren. Celeste said Liz is the most influential person in her life. She said Liz taught her more about Jesus to depend on him, to lean on him. Celeste reflected, Christ means everything. At times when I didn't have anyone, he was there. He was going to work through someone to help me. Liz is also still teaching and is a leader in our public schools. She is still always on the lookout for the child or adult who feels rejected or abandoned. It's easy to spot her. She's the one giving a hug. If you're curious about Calvary Episcopal Church, we are an eclectic bunch of Christian people who don't all think the same thoughts or dress the same way or vote for the same candidates or even believe all the same things about the mystery of God and what it means to be human. But we do believe that we need each other because of our differences, not in spite of them, and that God calls us into unity, not uniformity. Subscribe to the Calvary Podcast at calvarymemphis.org podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Calvary in person at the corner of 2nd and Adams in the heart of downtown Memphis, Tennessee.